Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome in to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. We're also on Dash Radio every single night on their Nothing But Net channel at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel as well as FiveReasonsSports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. That's our no paywall web- website with all the content on all of the local teams. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes our friends over at Biscayne Bay Brewing, the official beer of the Miami Marlins, but also of Five reason sports make sure you ask for it by name wherever you are they're in Publix they're in Whole Foods they are also in a lot of restaurants here locally and in town try the Tropical Bay IPA the Marlins Lager and all the other great beers of the only independent brewery in South Florida that's Biscayne Bay Brewing and now tonight's episode One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. welcome to five on the floor A daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Uh, With me live from the AAA is Alex Toledo. Uh, Ethan Skolnick has the night off. He... um, chose a a good night to be off Uh, tonight's floor plan. We are going to recap this embarrassing, awful squandered opportunity. That is the 110 102 defeat that the Miami heat took to the Chicago bulls at home. Uh, So we're going to unpack that a little bit. Uh, Not going to spend a ton of time there. Um, And then for the second half of the episode, I want to kind of look ahead a little bit more. Um, I, um, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit where I'm going there and uh, how it relates to a player who, who came up big tonight, and that's Trevor Ariza. But uh, let's start here. Another game, you know, I, I tweeted, uh, I think it was midway through the third quarter, that uh, Atlanta lost, New York lost. The Heat were up six going into the fourth. Alex, what the hell happened in the fourth quarter? Again, like this is like fourth quarter after fourth quarter, they're squandering. Like, what are you seeing? Like, what is happening? So personally, this is the actual, this is physically the closest I've been to watch one of these games turn out the way it did. And oh my God, like it is honestly, when it's happening in real time, it's like, wait, is it, is it really happening again? And it's like, wow, just, you know, defensive breakdown after defensive breakdown. And all of a sudden they're up, they're up like four or six with a minute or two and you're playing from behind. It's like, you've been in control the whole game. Just looking at the box score right now, how did Daniel Tice finish with 23, 12, and 5 with 10 of 13 shooting? How do you let that happen? <laughs> That's awesome. amazing to me. That sounds like Vucevic number. Vucevic didn't even do that tonight. But seriously, as far as, you know, regarding the fourth quarter, watching them just kind of run out of gas like that was so demoralizing. I know tonight is a little bit different. They're just completely without shot creation when you're missing Tyler, you're missing... Uh, obviously, you're still missing all the depot and you're missing Kendrick Nunn. And more than shot creation, the actual shooting, like they just didn't have enough. And you see Jimmy trying to kind of do everything for them on offense for a lot of the game. Like we saw a lot of Chicago Jimmy tonight in the sense that they're running them. They're running 
Jimmy as like that main scorer. And I feel like we haven't seen him do that at all, really, where it's like just play after play. Jimmy is getting the ball and like half the time he's really actually trying to go to work and put up a shot. So it was just a different feel for a heat game because I'm not used to that. And it, it felt like they were in control the whole game. So I just don't understand how this happened again. You got the Hawks to lose tonight. You got the Knicks to lose tonight. And they had a gift. This is a gimme. You're at home. The Bulls are without Zach Levine. And you just throw another one away. Like, it is honestly surreal that they've done this so many times this season. I've literally lost count. I know. And, you know, you talked a little bit about the missing firepower and how, uh, you know, they were missing so much shot creation. And and I, I don't think that should be lost in this, that uh, I don't think that Alex, myself, Ethan, anybody who's spoken on behalf of five on the floor has said anything related to um, this team being, uh, you know, like kind of as we've been pessimistic lately, but for the most part, I would say that uh, we understand that there's some weird circumstances around this season. And when like tonight, particularly when you're missing Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn from this particular group, it's really tough for them to overcome that. So we're not going to lose sight of that. But you got to get this game. I mean, you're getting a 33-point Jimmy Jimmy Butler game. Like, that's the most points he scored all season. He did it efficiently. He uh, didn't make many mistakes. I mean, Bam, you know, for him to get 23 on, on, you know, and play efficiently, Trevor Ariza was huge tonight. You know, he kind of overshot, but I th- thought that they needed him to. Uh, Dwayne Dedman looked really good. Nobody had like, to take those three. Right? Exactly. Um, you know, because Duncan, I don't know if he left with the bubble guts or what exactly happened there, but – um, so, so I, I don't want to lose sight of that. They were missing guys, but, but you're right. Like to lose this one, like, I know we talked about all these games that have been the worst loss of the season. I'm not ready to go there. Like, let's stop waxing that entire, uh, it's you become know, mainstream, right? It's yeah, like- correct. Exactly. Like we we need to go back down to the underground. We'll come up with the next catch. <laughs> we're just traumatized, man. Line. Like there's so many bad losses. Yeah, my God, they really missed Duncan tonight, like at the end of the game, man. Just the offense, watching it try to like, you know, churn out looks at the end of the game. It was really brutal. Like I, I, you know, like I said, like you said, you know, the consequences of not having all of these guys there, it's obvious. But it's just like, man, Jimmy and Bam both scored efficiently, even though they both had to step up. They both did their thing. You obviously, like you said, Ariza stepped up and took more shots. Other guys stepped up, but. I mean, even Jimmy and Bam had their deficiencies at the end on the defensive end. I mean, Trevor Ariza, too. Like, the the whole team just kind of, like, ran out of gas in the end of that fourth quarter. And it's it's like, how real are they? If you can't close out a Bulls team, you know, again, missing some of your best players, but they're missing their best player, too. And the Bulls aren't even good. No, it's so true. And then, like, when you look at the rebounding disparity, like, this is – like, you want to talk about common threads, we can talk about the injuries and the weird seasons and the bubble and, and you know, the fact that the Heat played so long and they didn't get enough days off and, and all these different things and the shooters not shooting as much. This consistent thing where you're getting your ass kicked on the, re- on the boards by 17, tonight's 51-34 rebounding edge. Like, like what is happening? Like, th- like this is, like, That's fundamental stuff. And um, I don't know how they fix it because – it, like the way that Deadman has played and the the shot in the arm that he's that he gives this team in such short minutes, eleven minutes, and he was huge tonight. Like, there's a part of me that's like, why are we not trying Deadman and Bam? And I understand that there's defensive implications to that with switching and things. And like offensive. That. Th- this is true. This is true. 
But I, I just feel like, and I guess with Duncan out tonight, you really couldn't afford to go with those two bigs that way. So this may be the bad example, but the way that they get out-rebounded and manhandled on the boards, I just don't see how they're going to address that unless they find this unicorn player that can go next to Bam as a stretch four that also can rebound or you get like a Russell Westbrook type player who can like get 14 rebounds from the point guard position. Cause otherwise you're getting out rebounded night after night. Anyway, um, enough about this game. It was ugly. They did not gain ground in the standings. They remain in the seventh seed. Um, and they are only a game ahead of Charlotte. So now the game coming up Sunday is going to uh, matter that much more. We're going to go to break. When we come back, I want to talk to Alex about, Uh, A look ahead to free agency, a player who played well tonight against Chicago and some options on retaining Trevor Ariza. We'll be back to our episode in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. They're located right there in North Miami. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. That's O-N-E, calllegal.com. For any of your legal needs, whether it's immigration, it's divorce, but particularly if it's personal injury, if you've had a car accident and you need help with it, they are the people to reach out to. Reach out to Eric and Cassandra and Mendy and David and all the great people at Seltzer Mayberg. Again, they're right there on I-95 or right off of I-95, just before the Golden Glades interchange. So again, it's the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm at onecalllegal.com. Welcome back uh, to the latest episode of Five on the Floor. So we've recapped the sh- the Chicago Bulls. I almost cussed there because that's how ugly this has been. The Chicago Bulls, Miami Heat, uh, just awful performance coming out of the sour taste that I had in my mouth from the fourth quarter of the first matchup. And then now like the way that this game ended, I'm done talking about it. I'm over this. There's a part of me that like is ready for the season to be over with. If we're really being honest. Yep. So I'm looking ahead to free agency. Like this is where I go. When, when the action is not fun, I look to the transaction and <laughs> tonight, Trevor Ariza um, in 34 minutes. And we're seeing this increasingly supposed trust in this dude. He, he looks like he fits here. He's kind of like a J clone in certain ways, but almost sometimes brings things that I, I like more than what Jay brought at times. If he's shooting well, I guess is the the caveat there with Ariza. Tonight he had 18, 6 of 14. He seems like to, to be at the right place at the right time defensively. He fits next to Bam. Um, Alex, first, I, I guess I want to go X's and O's with you here. Do you think the Heat's going to prioritize cap space in a way that's going to fill the position with a player better than Ariza? Um, or, it, you know, should we be expecting kind of this Trevor Ariza, Jay Crowder plug and play kind of player next to Bam as we go forward? Like what, what is your hunch going into this summer? I think that's both preference, the latter. I think having a guy like Ariza at that four spot is, is kind of what Spo is comfortable with. And I mean, he just he started him so quick when he got here. Like it didn't take very long. And, and I said when that trade was made that I wouldn't be surprised if like it was kind of a, a redo of last season where Ariza starts in the playoffs. That was not the case. He started right away. And to me, he's looked awesome. And I know we talked about it in other shows. I just think he is a perfect fill-in for that Crowder role and can do more on the defensive end, in my opinion, because of his long arms. And, you know, he's got great IQ on that end, can keep up with a guard on a switch better than Crowder could. And, like, he is awesome at reading the defense. He's very, very good at that. And, like, he's gotten used to picking off those steals when the heat trap and kind of force the the offense to make a, a skip pass to the corner. Ariza has gotten really damn good at timing those steals, just like Jimmy and Bam have. 
and he is to me elite on that end right maybe not all nba level but as far as a role player especially somebody who's 35 years old like you could not have you could not have found a better pickup for the role that they needed than than trevor ariza to me like i just think he he fills out perfectly for what they need now obviously you wish that he could do a little bit more offensively you wish that the shot was a little bit more consistent but i don't really worry about it like i just think to me on offense his role is to be a spot-up shooter and occasionally when they close out hard you know to kind of collapse to the rim and find the next guy but that's pretty much all he has to do i just think he's great on defense he's good enough on offense and i would be surprised if they didn't resign him i i think uh, you talked pre-show, like maybe they split the mid-level with Ariza and somebody else, Ariza and maybe Angora to try to, you know, bring some guys back that they want to. And I think that's probably the move, especially knowing that they're probably going to have to use the, the cap space uh, on a guard. And I just think, first of all, I don't even know if there, if there will be anybody else there on the free agent market that would be a better option at a better price than, than Ariza is. I, I'm I'm all in on bringing him back, man. Yeah, no, I, I'm leaning in that direction too. I mean, um, I think probably ideally, especially when you see Iguodala, that probably won't be back. The writing is on the wall there with his option and stuff like that. Uh, and then you look at Ariza, like just in, in the 13 games in April, 29 minutes a game, 10 points, 45% uh, field goal shooting. Um, he's shooting 43% from three on four and a half attempts. Like if he brings that back next year and you're splitting the mid-level between him and Gore, and that's a scenario that we talked about pre-show. Uh, I think that that's a great way of filling out this roster with some veterans that, that, that kind of fit the right roles. So, so I think that that's totally viable. I'm with you. I like the idea of, um, I don't think that Ariza at this stage is going to command the entire mid-level, um, even on short years. So it's a situation where I think you will be able to get more than one player with that exception. And that's huge for Miami because they also have the biannual that they saved to use next summer. So um, oh, forgot I'm, about that. I'm all in on Ariza staying in Miami. I like the fit. I feel like off the bench, he's plug and play. Um, so, so I'm there. I'm glad that we're aligned on something. So that that's really what we're going to uh, end the show on there. I think that we are aligned that Trevor Ariza should be back, but he's not solving these problems long-term. There's a lot more to fix. Uh, games against San Antonio, Cleveland, and Charlotte uh, the rest of the week. Uh, you'll have podcasts, streams, and everything else, and probably a lot of angry folks on those uh, YouTube streams uh, after losses like tonight. But uh, thanks for listening. Have a good night. 7 of 36 from 3. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.